jambalaya and justice, personality and pokeballs, lingua and love, the Help Yourself Podcast, where in every episode, Brian and Nick invite you to help yourself to bite-sized philosophy. Welcome to Help Yourself, Food and Philosophy with Brian and Nick. I'm Nick. And I'm Brian. Should old acquaintances be forgot? Whether or not they're brought to mind? It's a genuine question <laughs> with some humor. What's eating, Brian? Yes. Old acquaintance. No. Wait. I don't know. I, I mean, if you could, forgot, then you don't even know that they're old. It just turned into a table topics for me and I failed. <laughs> <laughs> you have one to two minutes to stutter and stammer in front of the microphone. Right, exactly. I'm going to deflect. I'm going to talk about my lunch. So that's, <laughs> that's what I'll great. do. <laughs> that was my follow-up question anyway. I know. I know. That's the the, t- the typical state of affairs here. What am I eating? I had actually something pretty small, just a uh, sort of snacky, I guess. Not really snacky. It's, I mean, it's technically it's a meal, but it's not a full meal. That's that doesn't make any sense at all. Anyway, <laughs> one man's meal is Brian's snack. <laughs> right, exactly. I uh, I I got this Red's organic cheese quesadilla burrito, and mm. it is it was organic, that's so that's good, right? Uh, organic tortilla and organic filling. It has four different kinds of cheese in it, so there's. There's definitely a uh, a mixture, but one of the things that I really like about this is it's a local company. So this uh, Reds is actually based out of our hometown, uh, or at least you know Middle Tennessee here where we are. I know, mm-hmm. so, and we aren't redacting that we're in the middle area of Tennessee. Anyway, um, <laughs> and uh, and so it's really cool because you can get them at the local supermarket, and you're supporting a local business basically. Um, so this burrito really didn't have much in it. It was just it's pretty much a burrito that has cheese in it and that's it. There's no beans or rice or anything else. Hence the name quesadilla, right? Uh, which is, which is, uh, it tastes really good. It was, um, you know, a good mixture of different kinds of cheeses and it was very ooey gooey. So what I would recommend though, if you get this is wait till it cools, like wait, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not that I, not that I burned my tongue or anything like that. I'm not saying that, but if you happen to hear that my voice or the way that I'm saying words doesn't really, you know, I'm not doing well today. That might be a reason why is because you don't want to take it right out of the microwave and then put it right in your mouth. So, right. And and when you go out to drive, be sure to start the car. That's another good, good tip. Here we are. Here we are on the self-evident <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> but it was really good though. Like I said, they've got a bunch of different ones. I actually have another variation of this. I guess I'll say it even if I eat it on an, a future podcast. Uh, they have a, a Philly cheesesteak burrito, which sounded really interesting to me. And when I was at the market, and so, um, so I bought a couple of them. They're in the freezer if I want to grab something really quickly and uh, get it. Now, the good thing is has 15 grams of protein because there's so much cheese in it. So yeah, a lot of uh, <laughs> asking that you're asking the real questions. Now let's see 16 okay. grams of fat, uh, 43. Yeah. 16, 16. Yeah. Okay. Not 60. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh God. Oh, cheese. <laughs> oh, cheese. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but 370 calories for the burrito, uh, 43 grams of carbs. So quite a bit of carbs and, um, and then, uh, yeah, 15 grams of protein. So, but like I said, really good, uh, good, good company. And they, they do say it is organic. And, uh, if you want to, you know, visit their website, I'll put it in the show notes so you can check out all their products, things like that. And now for what everyone's been waiting for. BBC, <laughs> which is Brian's beverage corner. <laughs> this is a new segment that I have invented that uh, I invented without Nick's permission, by the way. If, if I'm sure if we had a, a production meeting about this, I would have been shot down immediately. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 
but I created BBC Brian's beverage corner because I like beverages. So what am I drinking today? I've got a shamrock farms rockin protein builder it has 30 grams of protein. It's basically a milk based protein shake, 190 calories. It is lactose free. So, um, it's, uh, you know, basically if you have that issue, then it'll be good, but it is high in protein. Um, and not very high in sugars. It has, I was looking for the sugars in here. I can't find it on the label for some reason. Oh, total sugar, seven grams. So, so not too bad. It's not like super sweet filled with sugar, but 30 grams of protein that will, uh, actually fill you up and keep you, keep you going. And, uh, I got vanilla, but I think they have chocolate as well. And then I'm also drinking a lemon perfect. I've had these on the podcast before cold pressed lemon water. This is a peach raspberry and it's, uh, basically five calories water with lemon in it. So our, uh, our past guest, um, Marshall would not be proud, but you know, he wants me to drink plain water, but I'm drinking water with lemon in it. So, uh, so we've got that five calories and then I am drinking, which I've talked about a lot, the omnipresent liquid death that is murdering my thirst right now. So thirst thank you. <laughs> What's that? Thirst had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like manslaughtering my, uh, it's not really murdering. It's manslaughtering my, uh, my, <laughs> my thirst. But anyway, not in the way. that's my that's my uh episode or segment bbc so now what are you eating nick uh i guess there's a theme of ooey gooey nice i went to starbucks and got their grilled cheese sandwich it was kind of a, a surprise favorite for me i'm not like a grilled cheese connoisseur yeah not even a starbucks food connoisseur and I just decided to try it one day and loved it. So I've That's had it awesome. is it five like, or six is, times in the last three months. Like it is it just on regular like sourdough bread kinda or like white bread or what? Mm, I think it, it's probably like a wheat it's a, some kind of whole grain or, or multi grain okay. kind of bread. And it's just a great combination of that ooey gooey and more, it's heated, right? It's toasted, so right. Um or Grilled, so you got the ooey gooey, but also the hot and the crunch from the bread, just kind of hits the spot. Yeah, uh, you're also comfort food. Highly processed meats, like I don't know. I'm I find myself getting a little tired of the breakfast sandwich options at Starbucks. Yeah, and I did too. try recently the uh, the Impossible sandwich there. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, I, like, I, I actually. Get, I get it over regular sausage. I don't care. Yeah, same here. I they, when I've gone there, I've gone there a couple times in the last few weeks, and it was really good. But so with the the grilled cheese, is it like uh, multiple kinds of cheese in it? Like, do you have any other details for me? Because I need to know. These are the important <laughs> questions. I'm I'm pretty sure that it's just cheddar. It's, like it's definitely not American. We know that it's not American cheese because Correct. you don't have anything to do with that. I. I I confess there are times where I will enjoy American cheese. Oh, where I want. No, call it. Hey, you call it by your, the proper name that you, you, you like to call it. Cheese flavored plastic. (laughs) But you know, cheese flavored plastic has, has its place. It's, I mean, if you're, if you're really, if you're really really dissecting it, it, that's actually probably a proper, you know, proper name for it. (laughs) Yeah, there, if there's more oil in there than anything else, right, right, <laughs> it's plastic. If it's solid, it's made of oil. It's right. Plastic. <laughs> okay, so grilled cheese, nice. Yep. And then, uh, uh, no, what about beverages? Or I got a cake pop, nice, because I can, like a Christmas themed one. Uh, chocolate, like the oh, nice. chocolate cake pop. So if you just ever get in the mood for raw cake. Yes. Thick. It's about like that and just as delicious. Those are good because it's 
I mean, pretty much it's like one bite, you know, I mean, you can, you yeah. can do multiple, but it's pretty much one bite, but it's, it keeps you on track. So like, if you're like, Hey, I want something sweet, but I don't want to get like a whole slice of cake. Like I feel too decadent to do that. Then you can, you can have one of those and it's not too bad, you know? Yep. Yeah. It's like the espresso of dessert. Cause this is a single shot. You're right. So right. Rich. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't need any more. Yeah. <laughs> And to drink, I have, well, had water. I just, I need to get a refill. Got it. And my f- staple grande vanilla sweet cream nitro cold brew. Nitro cold brew. Yep. Yep. Just makes it smooth. How things, okay. uh, how things change, how things stay the same, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there was a time in my life where like I would never order anything you know, twice. Yeah. Or I'd have to like try nearly everything on the menu before. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Really? Yeah. I'm getting old, man. That is, I can't do like, I can't every time I go, if I go to a restaurant and I've been there before and I had something before and it was good, then I look at the menu and I look at all the other things and I say, Oh, that sounds good too. That sounds good. But then it's always the proposition of, do I want to get something that I already know is good? Or do I want to try something else that could possibly not be good? Yeah. And I use the, the first part of that usually wins out for me where I'm like, no, I'll just get the same thing I got last time. So then <laughs> I've been to restaurants for years where I'm like, I've only had like three out of the, you know, all of the things on the menu. Right. Because the 12 to 2000 things on the menu. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one. It's, yeah. It's a, a problem. It's a problem I have. I don't know. I think. You know, variety is the spice of life, and FOMO is a thing, I guess. But once yeah. you, generally speaking, and depending on what your favorite food is, like once you've had pizza, you've had pizza. Once you've had a Philly cheesesteak, you've had a Philly cheesesteak. And right. If you just happen to love, like I am a big fan of Italian sub sandwiches. So if I go to a yeah. sub shop, I'm going to see what their Italian is like to judge yeah. the shop itself. Yeah, that's my baseline. And then I might try some other things, you know, when I feel adventurous. But I would know I can always go and get the Italian and at least be, you know, semi-satisfied. Is that so? That's your what? What? What would you call it? That's your benchmark for like a, a sub shop. Is like if they have a yeah. good Italian, then you're like, okay, now I can branch out to other things. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then when I went the familiar, I just go back to their Italian. And, yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. That's that's what I mean or have eaten. That's good. Yeah. So well, the, the old acquaintances, you know. Yeah. Like we're we're riding the wave of New Year's, and this is our second time around as a podcast at a new year on the calendar, right? So right, we got really uncreative, but in a in a clever way, <laughs> and we're gonna redo. <laughs> the episodes we did last year except we're going to save our listening audience time yes last year we did a series we had how to make new year's resolutions how to remake or fix new year's resolutions and then how oh wait i got it backwards yeah how to keep how to keep your new year's resolutions and then how to remake or fix your new year's yeah resolutions. so three well, episodes i think this will be an interesting I think this will be an interesting exercise, possibly, uh, maybe not for our audience, but for us, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, in preparing for this, I went back and listened to those and you can hear the differences in how we were. I mean, those were, that was episodes six, seven, and eight, and we're now at episodes 30 something, 35, 36, 37. So we're 30 more episodes in and a year later of being in front of a microphone and producing a podcast. And so it'll be interesting how the, uh, how we've digested, how we, how have we changed in the last year based yeah, on yeah. goals that we've set and other things that we've done. This could, so, this could be our own benchmark, right? Like maybe that's our, every year we'll do a new year's resolution episode. <laughs> yeah. Those episodes between each other. Right. How are we getting from year to year. Yeah. 
and uh, and uh, and then go back and listen to the youth in our voice, and you know we're, we're podcasting still, and like we're like, all right, hey uh, Nick, what are you eating? Well, I had to eat something soft because I don't have any teeth anymore. No, I'm just. <laughs> I got some ooey gooey gummy grilled cheese. Put the crust off because I don't got the teeth for the crust. We have to. We, at some point, we have to change the name of the podcast from "Help Yourself" to "Somebody Please Help Me." <laughs> Help myself. <laughs> this is help myself. <laughs> Somebody help myself. Uh, okay. Well, enough kidding aside. But yeah, we. I mean, as you said, we we had three episodes. Hopefully, this will be a good condensing of the three things that we went over last year about that. Like you said, making. Uh, there's a, I, I would say that, the, I don't know the statistics on it, but I'd say there's a good portion of the population that makes some kind of New Year's resolution, even if it's just informally in their head. I oh, think yeah. for some this reason. Different. Yeah. And well, and I also yeah. think for, for some reason around this time of year, you know, when, when the new year comes around it, that changing of the, the year in the date, some has some kind of magical effect on us. And, uh, and we, we have a desire to like, Oh, next year is going to be better. Next year is going to be better. But really th- this is, as we said in the, the first time we recorded this, <laughs> it's, it is, a uh, it's something that's universal. This is something that you can use hopefully to make goals, set goals, meet goals, remake goals, uh, anytime during the year. And it doesn't even have to be, it can be w- with regard to any goal that you have, whether that's, um, you know, business related or health related or anything else. So, uh, so hopefully maybe this will condense those three episodes effectively and then get into, uh, you know, get into some of the tools that you can use and things like that. So, yeah, cause we may be referring to goals throughout this episode and that that's really kind of the idea that a resolution is just a goal with a, you know, end of the year deadline, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, do you want to, do you want to kick us off by refreshing maybe a little bit about starting with the making goals and what I think you can, uh, and the reason I'm deferring to you is because you actually brought this up and the last time we talked about it is what, what do you think the good characteristics of a good goal are? Something that is, you know, that is, is, uh, something that will get that, that, I don't want to say a good goal, but it's something that has, uh, what are the attributes? Maybe that's the better way to say it of a good goal. Uh, well, there, there's the cliche of making smart goals and, you know, smart being an acronym or an acrostic or probably yeah. some other similar word. Uh, I'm also a proponent of dumb goals, which is also an acronym. <laughs> and I, and I came up with that, that I might have to write a blog article so I can trademark it or something. I don't know. That's that. awesome. Um, I think, I think we all intuitively start with dumb goals and they have to be made smart okay, to, to be achievable. Um, so for those who need the refresher or never heard of a quote, smart goal, um, each letter in the word smart means something. And so there's the uh, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. And with a resolution, well, I guess we'll work backwards. Time bound is given in that most people treat, you know, the end of the new year as the, the time frame for a resolution. Um, I'm actually a proponent for shorter time frames. Yeah. If you, if you do have a big goal that you really want to achieve by the end of the year, you'll have much better success. If from that you can make milestones for yourself uh, by quarter, like, you know, by yeah. the end of the year, I want to lose 30 pounds. Well, if that's the case, then, um, you should lose about seven and a half pounds a quarter. Right. And thereby what seven divided by three, that, man, I chose a hard number to divide <laughs> by. That's, this is not a math podcast. Yeah, it's no, okay. it is not. But that's what three, three and a half. So, you know, about two, two ish pounds a month you want yeah. to be on track for so that that becomes a much more attainable, right? So not only is it time bound, it's now attainable. Um, that's the A in smart. Yeah. And relevant is important because um, it has to mean something to you. It has right. 
to be valuable. The you actually why. have to want it. Yeah, it, that yeah that contains your why. Um, well, and we'll come back to that when we talk about the dumb goals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Measurable is like it is what it sounds like. Right. If if you can put numbers to it, quantifiable. Right. Um, and then specific is the <laughs> easy, easy to describe or define, right? It, it's is that, clear. is that lunch coming? <clears throat> it's, it's next lunch coming. It's okay. second lunch. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, and I'll, so one of the things I wanted to say about that is, uh, you know, going back to the time bound aspect is, you know, we talked about this before, but so, sometimes, um, I feel like it's a process for that because I think you mentioned this last time we recorded this, but there's a, you know, sometimes you set a goal for three months and you realize, oh my gosh, that's, that's just too, too big of a time frame for me to, to deal mm-hmm. with. Like, I, I can't, I can't grasp that in my, it just doesn't work. Right. And, and so I feel like you have to work backwards from like, okay, you start out big and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do a quarterly goal. And then you're like, well, this isn't working. I'm not doing anything. Okay, now I got to scale it back. Now maybe a monthly goal. Okay, now what do I want to do this month? And then if that doesn't work, you have to scale it back in further. Okay, now I'm going to do a weekly goal. And then I mean, I've I, as I I think as I've read before is sometimes you just have sometimes you even have daily goals where you're like, here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna do today. And mm-hmm. um and so you 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 set that goal for that day and get yourself a win. And eventually maybe you can expand to okay, hey, every day I'm doing my daily goal. So I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to expand back out to a weekly goal. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes that will help. I think sometimes when you lose, and we'll talk about this as we get further into the keeping and remaking part, but um, when you get further down the road, you really realize like, oh, this is why I'm losing track because it's too long of a time period. You know, it's too yeah. big of a time period. So when it's too distant, right? Like right. The, the more stressed, overwhelmed, or anxious you get, yes. The the less future focused you become, right? right. You, you have to start to you have to take one day at a time, or even in some cases, you know, one hour at a time. Yeah. So it's like what what can I do today? Yeah. To keep me on track or on know, that, what what can I do this hour? And, and, you know, maybe sometimes it's even this moment, like, okay, if I really want to lose weight, do I really want three cake pops? Right, right. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe I can just go, I can do one, I can do one cake pop today. I'm at Starbucks, yeah. I'm about to order, I'll just do one cake pop today. Not worry about, I'll never do cake pops again. Not worry about, I'll only ever get one cake pop at a time. I'm just right. going to do one cake pop today. Like, make one good decision today. Um, well, and I also again, think- still time bound, right? Yeah, so there's still that time bound aspect, and there's still that attainable aspect to it. Like, well, if- and, and talking about the dumb goals, you know, you we, we back in our "Why Idiots Rule the World," we talked about Parkinson's law, which is mm-hmm. if you you know if you don't remember or you didn't listen to that episode, it's you know that 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 work fills the time frame allotted for that work, right? So if you get three months for so some people mm-hmm. just by human nature might say, "Oh, I need to lose seven and a half pounds in the next three." three months, they're going to wait until two and a half months in to go, Oh, Oh geez. I'm not even any closer to that. I better work. I better get this done before the, right. Yeah. So, and then they chug a diet drink with taking a couple of diet pills and <laughs> right. not eat for several weeks. And yeah. 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 Start, starve, starve themselves, do some, uh, you know, major calorie reduction, whatever you need to do to drop the weight or whatever. But and that's where the yo-yo comes in. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But I guess my point is that uh, that scaling it back like that might help with that exact problem or that issue. So, mm-hmm. so um, there's that. And I guess to touch on the dumb goals, like I yeah, tell me about that because I you, this is something <laughs> that you just created, right? Yes, as far as I know, okay. I, I didn't I didn't Google it right, right. It to see if somebody else had already thought of this, but. Um, Sometimes there's a reason other people haven't published. That. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you put dumb in the name. How cool could it be? Right. <laughs> well, I think I think dumb goals are are valuable and they're intuitive, right? So, if most people come up with dumb goals, and an example, if we're going to go with this weight thing, is 
uh, I want to lose weight next year. Like yeah. I want to weigh less uh, next year than I did this year. Um, well, that that's a dumb goal in that it's distant. Yeah. I mean, granted, it, it might have a time bound to it, but it, it's still distant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unrealistic. It may not be that, that specific example might not be very unrealistic. Um, but it's also motivating and it's also broad, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason those are valuable is because they tap into our emotions. It's, it's, it's more the why we want something. Yeah. yeah. Um, it can help connect us to that R in the smart goal of relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe a dumb goal is I want I want to be able to pick up my kid without hurting myself. Like that's a, that's a dumb goal, but that doesn't mean it's a bad goal. Like that that's the meaningful goal. That's the motivating yeah. goal. That's the reason to do to create the smart goals, right? Yeah, because the smart goals are just the the specific ways in which you're going to get to the point where you feel like you can pick up your kid without hurting yourself. Um, and it can help inform when you're trying to come up with your smart goals, whether it's smart or not. Yeah. Is, does it serve my dumb goal? Does it serve the distant, potentially unrealistic, but right. motivating and broad goal? I almost feel like the, I almost feel like the dumb goal is, you know, you know how they talk about broad brushstrokes versus, you know, 30,000 foot view versus micro, you know, like mm-hmm. forest for the trees. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like dumb goal is, is, you know, the, the forest and smart goals are the trees. Yeah. If you want to get through the forest, you got to pass one tree at a time. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a great metaphor. It's a great visual I think that falls in line with what I'm trying to describe. Um, the, yeah, I mean, there's not, I guess not a whole lot more to. Well, the other thing I was going to mention is one other thing that we mentioned is we, we, we added a sec, we added an S on the end of smart. So it made it oh, smarts. Yeah. Yeah, smart goals. Uh, <laughs> um, and and that was in our discussion. We just talked a little bit about finding support, like finding people around you that support those goals, and and making people aware that you have a goal, you're working on a goal, and that you'd like their support in it. So, mm-hmm. uh, not only is it not only is it gathering team members, like for instance, me dragging you into this podcast, where I'm like, hey, I need somebody to talk. I need I need somebody so that I'm not just droning on by myself on a microphone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I'm asking people, Hey, do you want to, do you want to do a podcast? Cause I want to do a podcast, you know? And, uh, and so same thing it's, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. Ask, ask for help for your family members or other things that are people that are in your environment that know that you're trying to lose weight. Or if you're, I mean, we did mention even addiction issues where you're trying, you say, I can't, I can't drink. I can't drink alcohol. I can't be around alcohol. I can't, I just, I'm an alcoholic and I cannot do that. Uh, so to to enlist the support of the people around you so that they aren't sitting in front of you with a beer or with other alcoholic adult beverage and uh, and tempting you and and may, maybe tempting you to to not be able to attain your goal, which is not drinking. Yeah. And, there, and I know we, we talked a bit about the locus of control, too. Well, two things. One, there's also like personal trainers or life coaches, you know, getting like professional support. Right. Depending on what your goal is and what your needs are. Um, and then two, like that, that locus of control, like my goal is not your responsibility. So, right. um, maybe in order for me to stop drinking, I, I personally need to avoid all triggers of that. Meaning, right. like, hey, I'm just, so, you know, like I still consider you a friend, but I'm not going to be around very much, especially at the bars. Cause here's what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't want you to stop your lifestyle. You do you, um, no judgment for me. I just, I know I need to stop, you know? Um, but then there's, could also just be the support is, yeah, I'll go with the level of control I'm wanting to gain on alcohol and the amount of addiction. I feel like maybe I can go to a bar and have water with my friends. Mm -hmm. The only support I need from them is not to razz me too much, yeah. you know, for just getting water, right? Like yeah. or 
yeah. you know, and re- encouraging me to get another drink or drink with them. Uh, but yeah, I think the like, support is definitely a good addition. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. That, that's part of our little value add to the collective consciousness of what it, who, whoever came up with smart goal we we made it better <laughs> right <laughs> well we'll let them to be the judge of that yeah. but uh <laughs> and i think your your forest and trees analogy plays into another idea we had and talked about was far as how to set goals how to set a resolution mm-hmm. um it's kind of that map making metaphor where you have to know where you are you have yes. to know where you want to end up before you can figure out how to get there, right? And a goal, like a dumb goal, is really kind of the the way you want to feel at the end of your journey. And you recognizing where you're at now is not how you feel. And then your SMART goal is what steps are you going to take, clear, definitive steps that get you closer to that feeling you want to have. Yeah. That is encapsulated in your dumb goal. So it's like, um, and, and if you're having trouble making a goal, chances are it's because you're not sure about one of those three pieces, your start, your end, or your, um, method of travel, you know, the, right. the way of getting there. Um, I'm just, I know we, in our previous episodes last year, we, we had a number of different examples, but yeah. Um, well, the other thing that I'll say in this is that, and maybe you know, this might be the last thing we talk about with the making of the goals, but the, you know, the, the smart references it being a specific goal, but I also think that it's valuable to write down the goal somewhere. And that could be a sticky note on the refrigerator. It could be a dry erase board. It could be a word document in your computer, whatever. But there's something about putting it down and like it being in front of your face rather than just mentally making a, hey, I really want to lose weight. Uh, Obviously, that doesn't tick many of the other boxes with regard to the smart issues, (laughs) but because it's not, you know, it's not specific. It's not measure. It's not like none of it is measurable, but it's, you know, you didn't say how much like the specificity is not there. So just to just to sit down and write it down and and have that somewhere um a note like i said it could be anything anywhere but um for some reason there's magic in that and i don't mean magic in like the weird <laughs> weird like conjuring yeah. way or anything like that i'm just saying that when once you write it down it's almost like you've committed to something you almost your brain like doesn't can't recognize yeah yeah and it's it's uh so I feel like that should be part of it, even though that's not technically within the smart stuff. But I think in making the goal, I think that's an important part of it. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, we could probably shoehorn it into measurable or specific. Like if you can write it down, then it's got some level of specificity. Specificity. Specificity, yeah. yeah. Um I know one thing we as part of measuring because just because it's measurable doesn't mean you're measuring it. Like you do need to take measurements. So, right. Um, you know, like going back to that cake pop example, just because it's fresh. Yeah. If if I my dumb goal is to reduce the number of cake pops I eat this year over what uh-huh. I ate last year, right? Then, and depending on what my consumption was last year. Maybe my goal is to never have more than one a day. Mm-hmm. So if I have a paper calendar on my fridge or next to my desk or, or maybe on the door next to the door to the car to go to Starbucks, um, I can look at that calendar and see which days that I've succeeded. You know, like put mm-hmm. a big old X on the days where I had one or fewer uh, cake pops. And I was yeah. like, do I really want to break the streak? But you're still measuring it, right? Same thing with like a weight loss goal. Yeah. You don't even have to, how to say, like each each time you weigh yourself, you shouldn't expect progress. Like right. from, from weigh in to weigh in, especially if it's daily, even weekly. It's more like are things, where are things at right now? It's supposed to just be a snapshot. You know, your weight can fluctuate and all that, but it's still something measurable. Yeah. But if, if it is measurable, you still have to measure it. And that needs to be yes. part of your goal 
or your your goal plan is okay how am i going to measure this yeah not just what is the measurement but literally nuts and bolts day to day what time of day and what circumstance on what piece of paper or format am i going to actually take the measurement am i going to get on twitter and post it's like hey y'all 3 months in i've only had 3 cake pops this year you know like yeah that's that's a measurement it's also playing into that support mm-hmm. piece that we mentioned. Um, or, or no fries. I know. <laughs> that one too. Yeah. We, we played a lot on um, the atomic habits concept, you know, cause like James clear is a big proponent of not setting goals so mm-hmm. much as creating systems, creating habits. Right. Um, and I think that can be part of what you do as far as like a, uh, a year long goal of losing weight, like maybe with your first month coming back to that idea of milestones and breaking things down to feasible steps. Like maybe January is simply your goal for January is to, um, weigh yourself more days than not. Right. And that's that's the only goal, right? It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what, what the outcome of that measurement is. It's just to form that habit of, I'm um, just going to weigh myself and write it down or yeah. put it in a spreadsheet or whatever, um, whatever, whatever that method is that you chose to, that that's your first step. And then the second is, okay, now I'm going to make sure I drink at least one cup of water. A day. Right. Gonna, w- whatever it is that you think like the other concept that we talked about was um, leading versus lagging indicators. Mm-hmm. Like most, m- most New Year's resolutions, most goals, or a lagging indicator. And a great example of a lagging indicator would be uh, your weight. Like, cause yeah. your, your weight is more like an outcome number, right? There's a ton of things that influence how, how attracted your body is to the center of the earth. Right. That's what, what your current amount of gravity is. Yeah. Um, and what, when you set goals, the smart goals, what you're doing is you're determining what your leading indicators are. What things can you measure now that you know if you reduce or increase those things that will net out such that your weight is reduced or even yeah. weight gained? I mean, some some people, you know, bodybuilders and stuff, they want to gain weight. So it's right. losing weight's not always a good thing. Um, well, and I, it's funny going back to your, you know, referencing to James Clear and habits that I heard a, I'm pretty sure he was a minister, but also an author. Uh, I don't think locally here, but maybe a nationally known author who's also a minister. And one of the things that, 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 that he said was that, that you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Yeah. So it's almost that same concept of if you have a system in place, like basically his, his, argument or his proposition is that systems don't fail you, but goals and other things are, they're nebulous and they're tenuous Mm -hmm. and they're easily shoved to shove to the side. Whereas if you just create a system and just say, this is how I always do this, then it, it, it create, it, it creates a way for you to get to your goal without necessarily like quote unquote, working on it, you're all you're doing is saying, I'm just following the system. And I, we did reference this in the last time is just, you know, you were talking about what can I do, like drink another glass of water. It's like, so what can I do just to be healthier today? And mm-hmm. the idea is if you're healthier than potentially that you might be able to achieve a weight goal, whether that's gaining weight or losing weight or maintaining right. your weight or whatever. Uh, and so, uh, if you set that system up where you're like, Hey, I'm just going to live healthy today, healthily today, <laughs> yeah. uh, then, then it, you know, then it, it will be conducive to you attaining the goal theoretically. Absolutely. I, I feel like all, all of what you said just kicked off like five or six things and now I can't decide or I've sort of lost. <laughs> uh, I have that effect on people. <laughs> <laughs> The following credit. I know one of the things we we joked about was like set the bar really low, and coming back to the smart goal ideas of attainable and yeah. time bound. 
Um, you know, we, I think we joked about because statistically like most people's resolutions fail after the first three weeks mm-hmm. that we're just going to set a goal for seven pushups. Right. For- and we have three weeks to do it. Like right. So my new year's resolution is to do seven pushups. Yeah. But really think about it. If, if you don't normally exercise and you set a goal of like, you know what, every day I'm going to do at least one pushup. Yeah. That's 365 or more pushups <laughs> than you would have otherwise done. Like, yeah, it's funny like, because when I, I re-listened to the episode, I thought the exact same thing. I thought, <laughs> actually, that's not a bad way to go about it is to set three week goals. <laughs> oh yeah. And that, oh, yeah. That, yeah, exactly. It's just then, to set, Hey, what am I going to do in the next three weeks? And then you go to the next three weeks. And, okay. Now what am I going to do in this three weeks? And I mean, you can, you could make a huge amount of progress by just working in three week increments. <laughs> and even if it's seven pushups and you don't do any, it's seven more than you would have done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many times you're probably gonna be like, I can do two today. You know, I can do three today. And well, you, that's a great time to leverage your idea of, um, I might as well, like the power of yes. I might as well, like while I'm doing this. So if you've, after three weeks of doing one push up a day, yeah, at that time, I, even if you, your first first push up, like January one push up, might have been really really hard. Three weeks later, that one push up is going to feel like a joke. You will have you'll feel silly for only doing one push up. Right and after doing that one, you're like you know I might as well do a second push up, and then like hey I've done twice as much yeah. as I set out to do, and yeah. now you're looking at a track of doing over a thousand push ups. You know, at that rate, by the end of the year, you might do more than a thousand pushups. Right. Um, and leveraging the power of a might as well does a lot of good. Um, I actually used that this week. We were, we had some storms, some pretty bad storms. I think hurt, uh, tornadoes hit Yeah. much of Kentucky and some of middle Tennessee. And our greenhouse, one of our greenhouses got busted up. So I was going through tearing that down right yeah you know while i'm out here i might as well see if uh, this leaf blower i got the other day works mm. and started blowing leaves like you know well now that i've done this i might as well you know do these other things and yeah uh, ended up doing a whole lot of yard work that day because i used the power of i might as well right uh, and that can also work towards your goals whether that's a goal for the day or uh, the year yeah. Well, and that's sometimes that's just sort of intuitive. I mean, I don't want to say intuitive, but sometimes it's just, you You might not even say I might as well, but there's a sort of a, a momentum to things. Like when you get into a mindset of, Hey, I'm going to clean the house. And then you like, okay, so you get all the dishes out of the sink and there you clean them. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to wipe the counter down. And you're like, Oh, the, the stove is a little bit dirty. I'll, I might as well just wipe the, you know, I said, I just even said it right there. I might as well. But I think there's a, a sense of like spreading like that where you're like, Oh, if I, if I just start one thing, then the next thing becomes apparent and you're like, Oh, you know, well, I've got the time. I might as well just clean the stove while I'm here, you know, and, uh, and stuff like that. So it's, it's, uh, it's certainly a good tool, but I also think that sometimes it just happens by itself. It's just a a momentum to what you're doing and you get a, a sort of focused effort. Yeah, momentum is a really good word for it. And I know there's other like procrastination hacks that sort of help you get started on that momentum. Yeah. You, you know, you time block and commit like, okay, I'm going to spend 25 minutes on nothing but my turn paper. Right. You know, this thing I really don't want to do, I'm putting off. I'd rather just do it the, the last three hours of the night before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you commit to 25 minutes, it's once you get started, it, it's really easy just to keep going. So yeah. if you can just do things to get started. Right, right. Um, well, it sounds like we covered the making of the goals. And mm-hmm. I guess we've probably sort of bled into the keeping of the goals. Sounds like is sort of working. Agree. Yeah, continuing down that path. So you want to talk, you want to talk a little bit about the, <laughs> the, the, the elephant in the room? <laughs> 
the fact that you're that you're going to set goals and you're not going to continue with them, you're not going to keep them, and that you're going to go, oh, now what do I do? I set my goal and then I didn't do anything for that. So, right. <laughs> so where does that leave us? And I think where we where we landed uh, when we did these episodes was uh, remaking goals mm-hmm. and how yeah. to evaluate what to sort of what to you know, where to go from there. And I think one of the things we came up with was determining whether that goal was what you really wanted, whether you, mm-hmm. whether that was something that was right for you at the time, whether that is something that you really, really had a good why attached to it. Uh, you know, which if you don't, then there's two things you can do. You can either say, yeah, I don't really, I'm just, that's not motivating me. Or you can find the why that's attached to that goal to try to reinvigorate some of your, you know, your, your, your progress or motivation in order to get that goal going. Right. It's, it, yeah, it's important to have that mindset of something went wrong, not someone went wrong. Like yes. there's not a thing that this isn't the time to go into blame or shame or beating yourself up. Um, it's just an opportunity to problem solve troubleshoot. Like right. what, what went wrong? It's probably a failure of one of the letters and dumb or smart, mm-hmm. you know, like you're talking about the why, like maybe I didn't really want this. That, that to me speaks to the R and relevant. Like maybe this wasn't as relevant as I thought. Right. Like I, I have no plans to go to Argentina. So, or any other Spanish speaking country, maybe I don't really want to learn Spanish. Right. Let's, let's pick, maybe I should just pick a different goal, let alone, rather than beat myself up over something I don't really want. Right. Um, but it could be a failure of another thing too. Maybe it's not as measurable as you thought. Mm-hmm. The calendar thing isn't working out for you or you failed to make the habit of measuring it. So then you can start asking questions. Well, how can I do better at measuring? How, right. how, what are some other things I would much rather have or do than learn to speak Spanish? Um, you know what? What do I want more than to than to learn to speak Spanish? But it's again having that problem solving mindset of either asking how can I kind of questions or what would be better, what might work instead. Um, you know those open ended sort of questions. Yeah, who can help me? Um. Well, yeah. and also I think I think too. I had a coach one time tell me that you've got you've got goals and you've got what you're doing, right? And mm-hmm. in order for you to attain those goals, we've already talked about this. You've got to align those two things. You've got to align your actions with that goal and whatever the, whatever the, the, the things are that it takes to attain that goal, your actions have to show that. Otherwise you're not going to move towards that goal at all. It doesn't matter what the goal is. Yeah. But, but, uh, but he said, if you're not going to do that, if you're not going to align your actions with the goal, this is where we land is the remaking is, okay, so now what do you want to do? Do you want to adjust your goal or do you want to adjust your actions? Yep. And that, those two things can either one, if you decide or, this or is a the mix goal, or a mix, exactly. Yeah. And bring the two together or however, however they, but they have to align. There's no, there's no way around that really is, you can't, you can't set a goal and then say, I'm not going to do anything. I'm, none of my actions are going to do anything that moves me closer to that goal. And then you attain that goal. Um, and so I always found that very enlightening uh, just because mm-hmm. it, it, you know, he, he was using it with regard to fitness and with regard to working out at the gym and with regard, regard to losing weight, which is something we talk about a lot on, on here, just cause it's an easy example. But, uh, but you know, ultimately if you're, if you're not doing any of the things that you need to be doing in order to get that goal, then it's a reevaluation time. And that's exactly what we're talking about is remaking the goal. If you haven't kept one in the past. And, uh, and so I think that's interesting. I think, I think that ca- encapsulates the making and the keeping that we've already talked about, <laughs> which is, yeah. was the goal a good one to begin with? Uh, and then the keeping the goals, well, how, how do I keep my goals? Well, I, I do actions that move towards those things. So we we almost sort of have paralleled those two ideas and, uh, it's and the, the remake of this episode is to take the three and bring them into one. Right, right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think that, 
I think you're doing a great job at it. I think I'm doing a mediocre job at it. And, uh, but that's okay. Our audience will, our audience will be forgiving. <laughs> hey, if your goal is to listen to more podcasts, then you should listen to help yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick doesn't have, have no idea even how to follow that. <laughs> Just another another thing to get, um, I guess, as part of your reevaluation is to not give up altogether. Yes, I'm reminded of the analogy you you get. I don't know if it's a coach who told you or you read it somewhere or what, but if if you're making if you're trying to make a cake and you get an egg out of out of a dozen and it falls to the floor and breaks. Like, what do you do? Do you just so? Oh, I guess I just need to throw all all the the other eleven out. Yeah, I just ruined the dozen. Right. Like, no, you just clean that up and get another egg. You know, yep. like so. Same thing. If you're already through January and you realize, you know, I haven't done anything towards my New Year's resolution. Well, okay, yeah, that's one egg out of your dozen that it broke, but you right. still got eleven eggs, right? Yeah, you can even be done. You know what? I've lost all 11 eggs. <laughs> I'm I'm in November. Yeah. I've only got one month left. Well, what can I do this month that is healthier or, yeah. or does something to save money or wh- whatever your goal is, right? Whatever your dumb goal is. Yeah. You make a new resolution for the month of December. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, what can I do this month that will get me closer to feeling that feeling I want to feel yeah. My dumb goal. Um, yeah. The don't give up thing is, I think, a huge, I think we talk about this a lot in Toastmasters, but you know, the way you learn and the way that you basically get, you improve is by failing. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. real way around that is, and failing is an ugly word. You know, people don't like to say it, but, but it's all it is, is just trial and error. That's what everything is. And so, you know, in Toastmasters, we talk about that and, hey, you're going to speak and then somebody's going to tell you, here's what you did well, here's what you could have done better, and here's how you could really challenge yourself next time. And yep. so you you keep doing that over and over and over and you take it to heart. You know, you take that evaluation to heart and you try to correct those things. You know, nobody's a perfect speaker. I don't think even professional speakers are perfect speakers all the time. There's different environments and different. Now they, they're better at presenting their material because they've presented it like a thousand times. And they, you know, they, I guess the difference between like an average speaker and somebody who's a professional speaker is obviously that's their whole life is devoted to developing and presenting their material. Whereas the, the average person is like, Hey, I'm presenting material, but that's not my job. My job isn't to present material, even though I need to do that for my job. That's not my job. And so it's, it's uh that failure thing is is uh talking about you know in getting back to the egg analogy is yeah you you're not gonna you don't want to ruin the rest of your progress it's the the example that was actually given to me or told me by my weight watchers coach and or weight watchers leader and what she said was you know a lot of people will wake up in the morning and they'll eat like a terrible breakfast and so they eat a terrible breakfast and they go, oh, okay, well, I've already ruined today. So I'll just start tomorrow again. And you're like, what? You've had one, you had one bad meal. So now you're going to, now you're going to give yourself the, uh, you know, the permission to have two more bad meals and eat terribly today. And you're going to start tomorrow. And then it gets to be Thursday and you've done that for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And you say, oh, well, the weekend's coming up. I'll just start Monday. Yes. And then it so, sort of, it's that, that's her example of that's you throwing down the dozen eggs because you had one bad meal. Uh, there's no reason you can't lose weight that week or maintain your weight that week. Cause that one meal is not what's going to do it. You know, it, the, the fact that you're like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to do whatever I want for the rest of the week is going to, that's, what's going to do it. And so mm-hmm. I, I think it's, I always liked the analogy and thought it was uh, relatively simple and, and an easy way to picture something, you know, um, cause I think a lot of people, I, at least I have, uh, I've done that in the past and it, I think a lot of people tend to do that. They sort of throw, throw, throw away progress because they mess up one time and you're like, yeah, this, that whole, this whole, pro- this whole process is about you messing up. You know, you've got, yeah. you're, you've got to mess up to learn. 
Yep. And I, I think the, yeah, it's like, what are you going to do differently? Um, some, something has to change because right. you can look back at whatever point you're looking back to realize that your resolution isn't working. Mm-hmm. Something has to change because the trajectory you're on is clearly being indicated that it's not in line with where you want to land. Yeah. But you're off course, quite literally coming back to that. Where, where are you starting? Yeah. Where do you want to end and how are you going to get there? Um, you know, it could be that the path you chose isn't quite right. Or maybe you're not really, you weren't really starting where you thought you were starting. Or maybe yeah. you're not, you don't want to end up where you want to end up. Or maybe you just didn't execute your plan. Like most, more often than not, the course you set out for yourself isn't the course you're on. Right. Um, there's, there's plenty, coming back to the Weight Watchers, I've heard someone else in another context refer to people just like going in for the weigh-ins, but not actually following the program. Yes. It's like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're in Weight Watchers, but you don't actually do anything within Weight right. Watchers. Right. Just giving them your money and showing them that you're not losing weight. Right. Um, but then once you actually get on the program and do what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. or do what they say you're supposed to do, then uh, you're going to get the results they say you're going to get. Right. Um, which again goes back to what we were talking about. Stuff. Yeah. And yeah, what we're going back to before they, they, they created a system. So they're, you know, so you set the goal and they're providing the system for you. So they're saying here, just follow this system. That's all we're asking you to do. You set your own goals, mm-hmm. but our system will help get you to, cause most people want to lose weight. So our system will help you get to that goal. So it's, uh, you know, again, going back to the, we don't rise to our goals. We fall to our systems. Well, if you have a good system like that, that's provided for you and you're paying money for it, then it will work. And it's been proven to work. So one, one other thing, and I guess this comes back to making good resolutions. Um, but also since we're talking about remaking, this can come into it too, is how can you make the steps or segments smaller or simpler? Um, Mm -hmm. the one, one of the big reasons we talk about making, I, I talk about making um, the attainable as, as attainable as possible or the time frame as small as possible isn't just because of the reasons we mentioned earlier. It's also for that sense of success. Yeah. It's much more motivating and it's much more momentum building to look at your progress than it is for the, um, I guess, Basically, you want to prioritize progress over perfection. Um, right. And you can, would you rather succeed more days than not or struggle, suffer, and wonder for the entirety of a year, not knowing whether or not you're going to reach your goal yeah. at the end of the year to see if you maybe finally met your goal and whether you did or you didn't, the success of that is going to be short. If Whether you did, the success is going to be short lived right? because you did all this work just to lose 30 pounds. Right. It, it, it's demotivating. Um, even if you get there. Yeah. But then of course, if you don't get there, if you, if you weren't measuring along the way, if you didn't have a goal for each day or for each month or each week, um, along the way, then when you do get there and you fail, it's super demotivating. But if you have it set up such that, you know, day after day or more days than not, you're doing the right things. Yeah. Each day becomes its own motivation, right? Each day becomes, you get to succeed each day rather than, you know, neither succeed nor fail every day. Right. And then maybe succeed or fail 365 days later. It's just, you get that momentum and that motivation. Um, that's really helpful. So again, yeah. if you're struggling, you're a month or so into your resolution or goal and you're not, you, you're not making headway. You don't feel like you're making headway or you don't know whether you're making headway. Um, those are some, I guess, concepts to take action on is yeah. how can you make it smaller, simpler and convert your success or failure into something that you captured daily. Yeah. Well, one way to make it smarter and I mean, uh, to make it simpler is to condense three podcast episodes into one, like we just have. So that's, yes. <laughs> so that's one way. 
but if you uh, if you like this podcast, if you don't like this podcast, if you have suggestions for future topics, if you want to give us a piece of your mind, we'd love that. We love we'd love to have a piece of people's minds, right? Yeah. So you can that. you can email us at help yourself at brynick.com. That's B-R-Y-N-I-C.com. And until next time, stay on hmm. your website. What's our Instagram? We have oh, our Inst- <laughs> oh yeah, Instagram. We have Instagram now. Hey, look at that. It's uh help yourself the podcast. It's at help yourself the podcast. So if you want to go follow us there and we'll try to put some good content and other things as well. Maybe some previews as to what next episodes might be and things like that. So follow us there, but until next time, uh, go out and set your goals and stick with them. All right. And happy new year. Happy new year. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Help Yourself, you can follow on Instagram at Help Yourself the Podcast. And to contact Brian and Nick, email helpyourself at brynick.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>